Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming CEO AF podcast. I'm your host, Kimba Garcia. And I am your co-host, Amanda Bell. And today we have a very special guest with us who happens to be one of my favorite humans, a past coach of mine. I have been coached by multiple different coaches, multiple different styles of coaches. Chris has been one of my favorite by far. So I'd like to introduce to the world the Mr. Chris Small. Thank you for being here today, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Yeah, this is going to be great. So to kick off before we jump into this, um, I did just mention that uh, you coached me for what about a quarter? We worked together for probably a quarter um, a year ago or so. Yeah, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, and I went into that relationship with you with a very specific intention, which I do want to dive into in this podcast. But before we get into that, will you just share with our listeners, because so far they know that I love you, right? Will you share yeah. with the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, that kind of good stuff? Yeah, yep, totally. So I, um, I'm 42 years old to start with. I own a law he firm. I'm, in, I'm from he has 42 years young. Yeah, 42 years young. Same. From Kansas yeah. originally. I live in Seattle right now. Opened a law firm in uh, 2008, uh, doing criminal defense and personal injury. And uh, I sold that. Started another firm in 2016. The, my current firm. Uh, we do estate planning and probate exclusively. And the law firm stuff is fine, but I'm, I'm really kind of a uh, a business geek and sort of really into the uh, mindset and self-improvement uh, sort of stuff in a way that makes my business and myself better. How you, like, well, that's, and that's, I think, kind of how you found me. I also do some coaching for law firm owners. Mm -hmm. And what I, one of the things that I do is I, I talk a lot about the mindset stuff. I talk a lot about business and and uh, sales leadership and marketing and all those different things. And uh, that's like what I love. So my, my, my goal for, for my business is, you know, a lot of people want to be great attorneys, great dentists, great plumbers, but I want to own a great law firm. I want to be a great law firm owner. And so that's what I do. And, uh, you know, my business is growing. It's doing great. And uh, that's like the quick and dirty of me. I love it. And what's wild, Chris, is I actually, right out of high school, I started working at a law firm. Um, I worked at one in Tarrant County, one in one in Dallas County. And I can tell you, those attorneys that I worked for, it is no easy business getting a law firm off the ground. So they used to call the new, the newly licensed um, attorneys, fish attorneys. And, um, and I think they called them fish attorneys because they weren't quite sharks in the water just yet. But it's mm -hmm. wild. It was wild watching them grow a business it maybe it just wasn't something that I was familiar with but that you literally have to grow your clientele grow a business and I don't know if maybe whenever I first got at the law firm I just assumed that people would pull you open in the yellow pages and next thing mm -hmm. you know they're making dials and you're making money and everything's a slam dunk but it is quite in fact the opposite so mad props to go straight from practicing one field in the legal field all the way over to a whole nother one because that's two different clientels two different avatars that you're that you're having to build out along the way. Yeah, I started over from scratch yeah. twice because I was doing criminal stuff and then I was doing estate planning, but I literally just switched. I sold my other firm. I didn't have to bring my client list, nothing. Yeah, I just started over. Those, those but, criminals uh, probably don't need much of a probate just yet, so they'll figure it out. <laughs> no, no, they don't. But you know, a law firm is just like any other service-based business in reality. I mean, you have to do the same thing for a law firm as you do for any 
other biz roof. It's very actually very similar to roofing in a way because uh, what I hate about the about what I do in just law practice in general is the same thing I would hate if I was a roofer in that you're always having to find new people, right? They don't come back to you, but they may like in years when the roof is no longer any good, right. but you're always having to start over. There's no recurring revenue. I, I If I was going to start all over, I'd, I'd create an accounting practice because people always come back to you and you know, it's, it's, it's formulaic work for the most part, but yeah. And, and I'm lucky. I'm lucky that, uh, you know, like Kimba in the roofing business, you you're going up against a bunch of sharks, like speaking of a bunch of really high level competitive advertising, spending money, doing stuff. Law firms are like a little less competitive in that in that way, which is nice. Um, so if you are just able to really sort of do the work and do it consistently over time, you can you can get ahead. Calm so yeah, that's what I talk about a lot. I do love that. Way to go. Way to go. I agree. When I first got inside the real estate industry, because that's what I do. I work, uh, I have a real estate team here in DFW, Texas. And when I first got in it, it was it was great because one of the firms that I worked for happened to be real estate. And um, so, and my mom sells real estate and all the things. So it was one of those things where I did have a little bit of that education and knowledge, at least the terminology in my back pocket already. Um, so that was beautiful. But what I didn't think about was the exit strategy. Like, how in the world are you going to sell your experience in the future, sister, without staying in the game, twenty without staying in the hustle yeah. 24-7? How are you going to... What are you doing? <laughs> well, and that's something that I love that Chris just mentioned a second ago, MRR, right? Monthly reoccurring revenue. And when you're structuring out a business from the beginning, because I'm with you, Chris, like it's like the hardest part of my job is constantly looking for people that need a roof because they don't need a roof every month. Yeah. To where yep. inside of CEO AF, we do have MRR and we're able to structure everything in the business around what we know our MRR is. And it also helps your company have some degree of an exit strategy when you're able to go to an investor and say, this company has XYZ of MRR every month already flowing through it. It does create an exit strategy. So that's some little like write that down if you're out there thinking about I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know which lane I'm going to swim in yet. MRR is a game changer when it comes to business, especially when it comes to your marketing strategy and having to start over with your clientele all the time. But it's actually funny, Chris, because I remember one of the first conversations that we had as you were kind of like, Kimba, I coach attorneys. You're in roofing. <laughs> what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. no, man, you're absolutely the one that I want. In fact, I do not want to be coached by anybody inside of my industry right now. You're the one that's speaking to me. And you agreed to work with me. And I was grateful for that because I know that you don't you don't coach roofers. No. <laughs> nope. I only talk to law firm owners. I, I That's it. I don't even do a lot of advertising, really. People, I have a podcast, which is where I think a lot of people find me. But no, I don't. Um, you're the first, you're the only, I think, non-attorney that I've ever sort of coached or worked with at all. So it was awesome, though. It's fun. It's all, like I said, it's all, it's kind of the same. We all deal with the same things, you know, um, mm -hmm. because even though it's roofing and law, Really, we're still just providing service, right? We're still just trying to find clients, trying to get the process down right, trying to get paid, you know, trying to do all those things that that um, trying to manage people. So, yeah, we, I was happy to do. It. I was excited. I was too. He said yes, and I was like, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We get to talk to Chris every week. This is about to be fun. And I did have a blast. I looked forward to our calls every single week. But what you just said, another really powerful thing I want to highlight really quick, because at CEO AF, we also, we actually work with all the industries. We don't have an industry specific type of person that we coach. We have trucking companies. We have pest control companies. We have automotive shops, hell didn't repair, makeup boutiques. Like I'm talking your A to Z. And the reason we're able to do that is because our curriculum is built out around what every organization has, which is exactly what you just said, right? There's six pillars to everything. I don't care if you're a 501c, a church, a law firm, a roofing company, a makeup boutique. We all have six pillars of our business and that's sales, marketing, operation, production, HR, and finance. And when you can master those six pillars, the only other thing that you're doing is plugging in the people, the culture, the core values, the the flow in which how you do your service but overall, those six pillars are a key component to every business. The truth is, I didn't hire coach. I didn't hire Chris to coach me necessarily in business. I knew that I let. When we say this at CEO AF. I knew that I would never outgrow my business. Was the truth, um, and I knew that to get us to the next step that we needed to be in, I needed to develop out my leadership skills at a little bit higher capacity. And I knew that Chris had a lot of experience leading leaders because he does coach attorneys. And that's what I saw in him. I was like, this person is going to help me be able to simplify down the days that I'm struggling on, um, be able to chunk down some of the things that are holding me back mindset wise, to be able to push into how do I grow the leadership capabilities that are required to lead leaders? Because up until, which... I actually think it may have been a couple of years ago that it's like so crazy how fast time flies. But at the time, mm-hmm. that was the stage of my business I was at that I'm like, I'm a really good leader to my employees. I have to layer in middle level management now and I have to learn how to lead leaders. Yes. And that's when I really um, pushed into working with Chris because there was a, just a couple things within myself that I knew that he would really be a key component in helping me guide through and navigate through. And I do enjoy doing that with other people and I do enjoy that doing that with guidance so that's really the reason why um that I chose Chris and reached out to him and and we developed a relationship it's because I was thinking damn this guy deals with probate every day that has to suck the energy out of you sometimes man like you have to be at CEO AF we say that we have to be the thermostat not the thermometer right And with every client that you deal with, you have to be the thermostat, not the thermometer, because they're coming in doing estate planning and probate planning, which means we're either planning to die or somebody just did. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. There's a lot of stress for people. And you know, when on the probate side in particular too, you have money and family and you blend those two things together and it's like, you know, a mess. It can be a mess. It's not always a mess and to... So here's the other thing. um, This is maybe another little small business lesson. When I, when I opened this estate planning and probate firm, I did it very intentionally and I knew exactly the kind of people that I wanted to work with. And I don't take those kind of crazy cases, you know? So we, it is, um, you are dealing with emotions and things like that, but it's not as wild as it could be for sure. Yeah. And that's because I just decided, like, look, I'm not taking this type. It's just like uh, if you're in the roofing business, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can go. You, I'm going to make this stuff up. But the commercial, you know, you can do residential. I don't know. You can do, like, super high, steep roofs. I'm making stuff. I'm making yeah. these up. Yeah. But 
if you pick, then it's really it's um a you pick what you're good at or what really you enjoy, but it also dials in for your for your customer um, because then you can really talk to them as well, you know, too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 um, I love that mindset stuff. I think leadership is a skill, and I think it's one that you really have to be intentional about and work on and mess up a bunch and, uh, you know, just get better at over time. And, and so I, I – um, yeah, I was excited. To, and, you know, those conversations that we had are good for me, too, because I I get to take away the things that you're thinking about and working on and apply them in my own business as well. So it's like all, all those things are always doubly helpful for me. So I loved it, too. I had a great time. I always learn so much coaching people, too. I tell them, I'm like, it really is a mutually beneficial relationship when you're working with other high-level people at any capacity. Just to have those types of conversations is super awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I just love all of that. So, Chris, I have a question for you over something that you just said really quick because I'm, I'm dying to get your feedback on this question because I just think it's okay. such a powerful one, okay? Are leaders born or are leaders developed? Okay, well, I think both. I think both. It depends on uh, – I think <laughs> both. You're okay. crushing it. <laughs> I, I think there are some people that just, I think to become really a great leader, you have to develop the leadership skills that you, you've had. Um, you know, if you have ever been on a team of any, of any kind, you get on the team and there's typically a few people that are going to immediately, um, it's not that they're even going to take charge, but something about them has people looking to them for direction or has people looking to them for inspiration or whatever those people then can take that and uh you know do good things with it or bad things with it depending on their skill level but i think that there is some something that people are born with where they're they're leaders i think some people but okay but with that being said some people can be thrust into those positions and also rise up i think even in those cases they probably have some of that innate ability they just haven't had the opportunity to to showcase it and the when in those examples i'm thinking of are like you know i'm not this is gonna i'm so i'm just not very pc like you think about like i was thinking about like bill gates okay yeah. nerdy dude he wasn't even like probably the, the captain of his chess team or anything <laughs> but he was running a you know multi-billion dollar company and because he was sort of forced to and and i think that he rose up and, and gained those skills because he had to but i think they were also probably in him to be able to get to that level mm -hmm. you have to have some of that stuff so that's my committed yet non-committed answer to your question i think there is some innate i think born and made both what do you think amanda i think that's a great question and the truth is is i do think I've just seen it time and time again to be proven that um, that anybody can truly be anything that they want to be, as corny as that may sound. Um, so with practice and all the things, I do think that somebody could be a fantastic leader if they're serious enough about it and willing to put the work in. Um, but I also agree with Chris a ton. I do feel like there are natural born leaders walking this planet already. Um, that innate instinct in them to when shit hits the fan, they know how to stand up and guide the way and guide it with confidence and security for everybody else that's following. So I do think that it can be both. Yeah, I 
I also agree. I'm like I love, I love y'all's answers so beautifully. I, I, I personally do believe that it is a, it's a God thing, if you will. I think that when you have a mission to on your soul, you have a calling on your soul to be what I like to call the movers and shakers of the world, that that is something um, that you're given. And then you have the opportunity from there to develop it out into being something that you can lead other people at a high level. And I asked that question to both of you because that's where I found myself when I started working with Chris originally is that I felt that I was a natural born leader, not because I wanted to be, but in the sense of what he just said, as far as people naturally look to me for that. People yeah. are naturally like, hey, Kimba, where are we going? I'm like, well, right. So once people start looking at you, you do start to develop that soul calling, if you will, to develop out those skill sets because you understand the impact that you have and you don't want to let those people down. Mm -hmm. So like, I love that. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Cause I think that that's kind of one of those, like what comes first, the chicken or the egg kind of, kind of questions. And I loved it. And Chris, I have another one for you if you're ready. I'm like the I'm next hard it. question. Are you ready? <laughs> I wish I had go. drums here. I love this question. Drum roll. I didn't even pre-plan them. They're coming to me as I go. I love so that. Like, Those are perfect. Absolutely love it. This one I may have pre-planned a little bit because I was thinking uh, about hit, and of course his skill sets and his strengths are uh, there's a plethora of them, but a couple of the ones that I particularly loved about him, and it is that ability to, I'm gonna word it like this: halt the fucking bus and turn around. Okay. And at CEOAF, we refer to this as thought audits. We actually train our clients when they come into the warrior program. One of the first things that they learn how to do are what we call thought audits. And that means halt the bus. Which way are we driving? Does this serve us today? Do our thoughts serve us today? What are we thinking about? Um, is it, are we talking shit to ourselves? Are we empowering ourselves? Are we being forward thinking? Are we being backward thinking? And really start to get in the natural flow of being the objective awareness to what we have going on upstairs. And when we check into that place, uh, at CEOAF, we refer to that as riding on our magic carpet, right? So for you, Chris, because I do think that that is something that you are so great at in life. It's almost like you notice contrast, if you will. There's there's something going on right now or there's a, there's a thought or whatever. And for a lot of people out there, they go into this rabbit hole or Amanda and I call it the hamster wheel, right? One thought leads to the next thought, leads to the next thought, leads to the next. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, we are all the way, we're supposed to be going east, but we're all the way west. <laughs> we're lost. We don't even know how the bus got here. We're not even sure who's driving it, but it's on fire, right? <laughs> and so what is your suggestion to the audience out there? Because I'll share with you that the the audience of CE, the Becoming CEO AF podcast are the movers and shakers of the world. They're the CEOs that are here because they're developing out the skill sets to be able to get their self and their tribes to the next season in life, right? So for people that were in that same place that I was a couple of years ago to say, I'm a really great leader. How do I become the next version of that? How do I, how do I start to control, we'll say the madness that is going on upstairs and be able to stop when I find myself in a hamster wheel, how do I stop and turn the bus around at that point without wasting time or energy? Yeah, um, it's, I think the probably the biggest hindrance to like the people that I coach, it's something that I have probably put the most work in on. And it's where you can get a lot of really great gains, not just with people, but with, with yourself, <laughs> with your life. So I think, um, all right. What I, I think the first step, the where this comes from for me 
and I'm jumping around here a little bit, I'm trying to figure out where to start. I have read a lot of Ryan Holiday's books on Stoicism, and I think that that is a great place to start. What the 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 basis of that philosophy is essentially: think and understand what you have control over, and release everything else. Okay, so what happens to you externally, what people say to you, how they react to you, uh, what happens, just period, is really out of your control. The things that you do have control control over are how you react to them, how it makes you feel or not feel, uh, how you respond, you know, how you treat people. These are the things that you have control over. And the sooner that you can internalize that and really believe it, the, the easier it makes everything else. Because then when something happens to you, you do have the ability to say for like a moment, okay, this didn't happen to me because somebody doesn't like me or because I'm a unlucky or because I'm a bad person. Like it just happened. So now what are we going to do? Like, what is the best way to get to where we want to go versus what do I need to do to react in this moment so that I feel better, like emotionally. And if you get to that place, then everything else gets better. And what you're doing really becomes, this is going to sound maybe a little it's not malicious, but you you begin playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. You can then react to people to get what you want or to, to uh, move them in the direction that you want to go, which hopefully is a productive uh, way. But as you do that, then then you have the ability to sort of step back and really think about what you're going to say, how you're going to react to things. And it also really lessens uh, the blows of those things that sort of come out of nowhere and allows you to fix the problem instead of sort of like a uh, drown in the problem. That, well, does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And you actually, you don't know this, I don't think, but I quote you a lot to my clients. I actually say I have a yeah. coach that said something to me one time. And let me tell you, you may not even remember saying this, but it is the biggest thing that I took away from working with you. So I was excited to get to share this with you today. You said, Kimbo, when court's over, leave the courtroom. Yep. She says it all the time. I say that all the time now because I know exactly what you meant. When this situation is over, just let it be. It's not, if you can't control it right now, right? When we get into court, if we have to talk to the judge, we'll talk to the judge. And when court's over, walk out of the courtroom. It's over. And I say that to myself. I've anchored that in as something to where when I'm in a challenging situation, as soon as I walk out the door, I'll literally tell myself, court's over, back to life. Court's over, back to life. And so thank you for that because... That well, you're everything that you just said, that's what I condensed down into that anchor, locked it in my head, and I use it all the time. Yep. All yep. Of- it's true, but it's so hard. You know, like somebody, we everybody gets so offended by things and it reacts to so many things in so many different ways. And like, you're just wasting effort and time and getting where you really want to go. Damn. You know, so it's like, just, just, rise above and the thing is once you do that it, it, you when you it's like a, a um a fog lifts you know and you can really like see what's going on around you yeah. and it, it's very powerful as well you know like gives you a lot of confidence just uh in your day-to-day life being able to handle things it's it's um it's nice but it takes a lot of practice yeah i can i love that so much chris i could relate to it so hard one of my most favorite things to do is to literally hear the situation, be in the moment 110%, 
But I know that we do not have to respond. In fact, unless the conversation is going to be over here at the higher level conversation that's going to hopefully serve both of us, I usually, my anchor is a smile back. You're not going to get me to speak back. You're not going to, if I can't get you in my lane, if I can't set that, that thermostat for everybody to feel this temperature, I will not meet you over there. And so for me, it's that slight smile. And that's the shift in the emotion that you were talking about, for me at least. So then I'm able to leave just almost smiling and shaking my head. Like, what kind of bullshit did you just walk into, girl? What? I will say that's one of the things that I admire about you is that is a superpower that you have or that you've practiced or developed over time that you are so good at being able to catch yourself from reacting, smiling, setting the temperature. Sometimes I won't. <laughs> we're, at the, I know. we're at the airport and Amanda's all smiling at this security guard and I'm like telling him what time it is. I'm like, and I'm being professional about it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, listen, sir. I'm like using my direct voice. I'm like, I need you to understand what the hell we got going on right now. She's okay? looking up at him, Chris. Like, he's like two feet taller than her. And she's that's like, amazing. She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what she meant to say, kind sir. <laughs> <laughs> right i'm like well i was in court we were in court the court was not over that's right that's amazing she did get the that's job amazing. done so i did stand down and let her wrap it up like we did. yeah we we, we, got we had calls go. on a specific time and date and i think sometimes she would save up the emotions for when she got on the phone I with did. me i specifically did like, <laughs> Chris, Chris, i was like i'll be okay chris is gonna call me in 15 minutes <laughs> I'll hold it in for 15 more minutes. I'm like, Chris, did you take yeah. a nap before or after <laughs> releasing? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love having those conversations. They're super fun. I, and I, I think, too, uh, to piggyback off of something you said, Amanda, I, when it comes to people coming in um, and bringing things, this is why people, um, I have a hard time, like, in social situations. I think what this does is it gets you very, like, solution-oriented, and it takes away from, like, who are we blaming? Who are we, like, who are we getting after? It's just more like, how are we going to fix this problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's hard in regular life because a lot of what people do is, like, sit around and complain about things. And and they'll say, oh, you know, I don't know, just whatever you make up, I'll just say, like, wow, well, how, what are you going to do about that? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's just a problem that you can fix. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't people like to don't hear it. like that. But it's really will serve you well and serve you. This is where these things sort of uh, fall over to into your regular life. You know, it helps you get less mad at your kids or your, yeah. you know, your significant other or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it's um, when you can dial that in, it really be- becomes powerful and it's fun watching the other people around you grasp that concept and do the same so like my oldest son has picked it up like second nature and I love it so much to watch his friends be right in the middle of something just hectic and what they feel like right is just shit's hitting the fan and so they're losing control and you you can feel the energy in the room getting high and everybody's getting hot and Camden will literally look at them and smile and then be like Uh, It is what it is. And you see him go another direction until they start offering solutions. And then he plays along with that. Now, at that point, it serves him and them. So you'll hear him communicate. But Kim and I both, we always talk about, man, if the conversation's not going towards a solution or in a direction that's really going to be able to serve everybody, we enjoy being able to get up and walk away. And it's one of those things when they ask you, hey, wait, hang on, where are you going? 
Oh, I'm just going over here. Well, I'm right in the middle of telling you about my shit show. Yeah, but there were no solutions <laughs> there. And the truth is, is it doesn't serve you or me. So I'm going to go get a glass of ice water. Hopefully by the time I get back, you're ready to discuss solutions. And you're smiling the whole time you're saying it, right? So that there's absolutely no argument there. And it is probably one of the most biggest compliments in the oddest of ways that we can get, I feel like, at least for myself, um, as a human is because people will tell me all the time, they're like, man, Amanda, you are, um, you're so direct, but you're so loving and compassionate and you're fun while you're doing it. And I'm like, oh, that, those are all of my core values. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. could, I could not love that enough. Um, so it is a lot of fun to be able to help guide people into your lane and the temperature that you want to set along the way. And that's the one thing, like, I did not know your last name before we got on this podcast, but I remember Chris, the attorney who has the best personality and attitude about everything because he sets the tone in every room he steps into. So I was more than thrilled to get to chat with you today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Kimba's full of all the compliments. So I need to. We need to. Have, I need to come on your guys' show like once a month and just get just to get hyped you know, up. Just to remember up. that you're Lift awesome. I, I have no problem calling you once a month just to remind you you're great. Like, I have no problem doing that. I do like to cheer people on. That, but I always, I only say that if I genuinely mean it. Yes. Just so, just so everybody knows that about me. If I ever really hype you up, it's because I genuinely feel that way about you. Otherwise, I'll be quiet and smile. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the podcast be quiet and smile <laughs> I absolutely that's love it. so chris the other um fun fact about you is you actually host a podcast yeah i do i host a couple different i have a i have a like a business podcast for my law firm owners and i have a an estate planning podcast that i do i talk about estate planning stuff yeah super fun so to wrap up here will you let everybody know because if you're not following chris on social media you should be. He puts out this really great, it's long copy posting, which I love because I'm also a long copy post on Facebook. He does. Um, he And he puts the spaces between it. So it's very digestible and easy to read <laughs> and always full of very simplistic things around mindsets, right? I think I told you that your post yeah. popped up this morning and I enjoy reading it because you truly, and I mean this in the best of ways, you truly produce content that a fifth grader could digest. You put mindset yeah. things into very simple terms that anybody can read and pick up exactly what you're saying. And it sounds so logical the way that you put it too. It's like, oh, well, duh, I should obviously be thinking that way. <laughs> um, so I can just appreciate that. But will you tell everybody where to find you if they wanna, like we wanna go love Chris like Kimba does. So we got Facebook yeah. and then where they can go find your podcast. Yeah, so the um, YouTube is probably gonna be the, uh, I mean, if you just, so my law firm name is CMS Law Firm. So if you search that on YouTube, it'll pop up. It, the podcast is called Estate Planning Strategies, I think, or something like that. And then uh, Law Firm Launch is the name of my other my other podcast. If you go to, I mean, you can find me on Facebook and the stuff on there, but in, on Instagram, at the Christopher Small, I think is my username. But Law Firm Launch cms law firm those will find you the those those podcasts and i put out i'm putting out some shorter stuff and some longer stuff so i have like little quick hitters and um and deep dive maybe once a week on some stuff but it's good it, it applies to uh to everyone for both you know the uh the estate planning stuff is a little more nuts and bolts but you know everybody should have an estate plan by the way hope you two do if you don't we'll call you, you should get one okay Okay, Mike, mine's yeah. getting, it's getting better. 
it's getting it's getting better. She's put more thought. I put a lot it. more thought into it. Same. It needs to be a little revamped, but it is getting better. Um, so I appreciate you so much, Chris. Do you have anything yeah. final to uh, to leave the listeners with? Before, like, hey, here's your mindset hack of the day. Yep. Sure. Sweet. The, it's the mindset hack of of your life, right? Oh. So I, think- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I didn't make this up, but it's it's really um, this is the the way that I have I think been able to gain a lot of ground in my business in my in my life as a you know as a as like a partner as a as a uh, as a parent all these things like you know I think we all have this ideal of who we are and who we want to be and and where we want to go and a lot of times it feels like we need to make really major changes to get there. But the truth is, you know, you're presented with little tiny decisions throughout the day that can get you where you want to go. And and what I would try to do if if I were you is when you confront all of these decisions, think about what the person that you want to be would do. How would they react in this spot? What would they order for lunch? You know? Like what time would they go to bed? I don't know. Just like all these little sort of micro decisions that don't seem to make a big impact in the moment. But if you dial in those micro decisions over a long enough period of time, you literally just become the person that you want to be. So you become CEO AF. Yeah. (laughs) Wild. He's like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's why we call that handling your micro decisions. I love that so much. And, I literally just probably like three days ago was giving myself gratitude for changing the way that I made the micro decisions in my life because those micro decisions were the macro to the snowball effect towards my success, not just my success financially, but internally and within myself and living out my life by design. So I love that, Chris. You guys... Pay attention to what you're ordering for lunch, what time you're going to bed. The macro decisions in your life truly do add up. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on our podcast today. Like Love you, you do big. a heart around Chris's? Yeah, oh, thank you. I, I have a great time. <laughs> All right, Chris, we'll see you soon. And everybody, if you got any value from this podcast, which you did because there was so much value to get from this podcast, do us a favor, share it on social media with your friends and be part of the ripple effect that never ends when it comes to raising the vibration of the planet one little episode of the time at a time we'll see you guys next episode bye bye